Welcome to part two of this out of line discussion with Jen Gotch. Now, <laughs> all right, let's dive into something totally different. Okay. Give me the brief history mm. of your life on social media. Mm. Well, I was thinking about this. Um, I feel like my first social media platform was Flickr. Ever heard of it? Ooh. <laughs> Are you still on it? That's the question. I think I still have. Like, I'm not active on it, but I think my account, it was Danska, D-A-N-S-K-E. It was like an old nickname that Andrew had for me. Um, that, that meant what? Well, he, there was like some, well, Jaden will probably know, there was like an advertisement in our commercial in Australia that was like for ice cream. And it was like, Danska cream, Danska cream. And he, I don't know, he always used to sing that to me. <laughs> And so I don't know why I use that that and not my name. I have no idea. Also, my Etsy password, like my Etsy username, not password. What am I, crazy? <laughs> Tell um, us your password. <laughs> I probably would. Um, is girl on the verge. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> is, it, is that still active? Yeah. That's amazing. What does yeah. that mean? Exactly. Girl on the verge. That is Could really... be on the verge of a breakdown, on the verge of greatness. On Orgasm. The, on the verge of something. Oh. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't know why I did that. But um, anyway, so I feel like Flickr... So I kind of started a blog. I don't even know how I found out about blogs, but I feel like it was like 2007. And so much different blog landscape. But I somehow found out about it and then just was like even just the way people could link a word and take you to another site I was like this is so cool and so I started getting really into reading blogs and then I made my own blog and then I made another blog and then I was on Flickr and it was like all connected it was all very about like photography um and so so that's where it started and then you know social media and those connections because this was all pre- Instagram. I mean, I definitely was like on Facebook, but that was to like see what people I went to high school would look like. Um, not anything else. Um, knowing all of those people definitely really helped in launching Bando. Uh, Joy Chell takes full responsibility for launching my business, which I will grant her. <laughs> um, she, um, but I feel like also like Jordan Fernie. There was like a group of girls that I was friends with online had never met, but they all blogged about it when we started. So so that was obviously a huge impact for me. And then I feel like um, as it's grown and Instagram has sort of taken over, you know, I mean, I definitely what was that one with the short videos? Vine. Yeah. I mean, I definitely tried that. Um, loved Snapchat, but just felt eventually forced to go where the people were. Um, and so I think like then it was just it helped our business so much. Um, Christina, who's here with us today is our director of social media. So she, I mean, she really runs all of that. And then that sort of also gave me an opportunity to kind of create my own platform that I thought would be um, 
twofold. One, a great outlet for me because I still wanted that, you know, um, as outside of the business. And then I also thought it would be an interesting lens to look through to Bando through me. Um, because obviously, like as a brand, you, you know, we never established ourselves. I mean, we're a very personal brand, but we don't really get into the weeds on a lot of that stuff. And it's kind of hard to pivot in that way. But personally, I can do whatever I want. Knock on marble. Uh, <laughs> I'm assuming I'll get shut down at some point. Um, oh. I should stop saying that because I'm going to manifest that. You and might. That's going to be bad. Um Anyway, so that's the brief history. Here we are now. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Flicker to Flicker. this moment. <laughs> Flicker to this moment. Um, are either of you said you started two blogs? I did. Yeah. One was my Polaroid blog because I was really into Polaroid photography. And then one was called Becoming a Foodie because I used to be a food stylist. And so, and I really loved cooking. And so, um, yeah, so I did like recipes and I don't know, all sorts of stuff. That's amazing. Food stories. When's yeah. the last time either one of them got any any love? Years ago. I feel like I probably stopped posting in like 2009 oh, because wow. I started, we started Bando in 2008 and I was like still doing it. And then, um, like I'm saying, the difference between us, I was like, oh, I can't, I actually can't manage like multiple things that like require my attention and my passion. And so eventually the writing was on the wall. That's good. Yeah. Did you, I'm just curious about this because so many people start blogs, Mm. but did you intentionally, did you say like goodbye or was it just like one day you didn't post You know what? We'd have to look. I feel like I started by saying, I could be wrong. This is my memory. So that'll definitely be fun to fact check because I'm wrong more than I'm right these days. But I feel like I stopped on the foodie blog because that was way more labor intensive and was like, I'm just going to post on my Polaroid blog. And then I think I might have eventually said no, but I also might have just drifted away. It also was like old school blog. It was like a there weren't like ads or Mm. content Mm -hmm. or like it was literally just like you doing you. Yeah. Yeah. An outlet. It's really similar to like what my Instagram account is now, like nice pictures. Well, sometimes they're not nice, but then it was and just like thoughts. Yeah. Mostly. So, yeah. That's cool. Um, I was just curious because I feel like we can look. Are you are you Googling? Did I? (laughs) What was it? When's the last post? (laughs) What? Yeah, I did it. August 10th, 2009. So like a year. Did you say goodbye or was it just bye? No, no. Did I? I was probably still fighting it saying I can do this. That's usually that's how I'm going to go down thinking that I can do more (laughs) than I can. (laughs) That's amazing. Christine is looking it up. Foodie goodness on my other blog. Please join. Oh, so that's yeah. So so I was right. So that's the becoming a foodie. Go to my Polaroid blog. Pictures and pancakes. No, pictures and pancakes was someone else's thing. Yeah, you plug someone else. Well, that was kind uh, of you. Thank you. That was kind. Yes. Yeah. As you're as you're going down, you're like, but go to yeah, go here. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. You really went for it. That's insane. Like I said, perfect memory. (laughs) The fault. I'm moving and smiling lots of great stuff. 
I'm moving and selling oh, lots of great so stuff. Oh, so it was an it was an advertisement for oh. a garage sale. <laughs> I would the one before that's probably 2009. <laughs> that was when me and Joy and Bree I think had a big sale at my old house. Oh man, Always. it's amazing. It's really it's really funny because I mean. I know, I know everyone has sort of gone in different directions, but like that was sort of those early days. Oh my God. Like when I started shooting for Rue and like I started shooting for Rue and that's how I found out about like all of you guys and you guys were all like a pod. And then it was like, I mean, it all, it all goes back to those early days, which is like six years ago now. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think about that a lot. I mean, all of the people that we just like sort of knew and were drawn in together. I mean, for us, for Bando, like, I mean, we used to have a, a bridal line. So that's like, that was sort of how we got in with like Paige and Kelly and mm. even like meeting Max really early on and shark pig guys and all of that stuff. So. Yeah. No, but it's, it's funny. Cause like there, there was sort of this, and this is me going on a tangent, but um, as a side note, there was kind of this funny, like OG crew of like all the original like bloggers and, you know, mm. Joy and Bree mm. and all that, all, mm. you and Bandeau and, you know, even Jordan and Anne and all that, like yeah. the, the OG team. And then all of a sudden, like everyone in the world became a blogger. And, yeah. but like that, that crew, the, the originals are still, they're still going strong and yeah. they're still, they're still well, doing it. And they so wrote many people the script. Have, they wrote the script, but yeah. they 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 haven't ended the script and mm-hmm. gone like, okay, we're everyone's doing it, so now we're out. And I think that's so interesting because so many people jumped on the script and jumped on the train and were like, we want a piece. And then they're like, whoa, this is hard, or like, whoa, I'm bored, or whatever happened, yeah. or this is harder than it looks, and jumped off. And like that team is still just like chugging along, like yeah. making it up and being original. Well, and evolving. Yes. I mean, it. you know, I mean, it's – it's I mean, it's just like any other business, really, you know, or creative pursuit or anything like exactly what happened with them. Like that happens in business that happens with with everything where, yeah, you're like, oh, I can do that, too. And then and then there, I feel like there's a lot of like newer bloggers that are doing it right, too, you know, but it's like, yeah, you have to be able to evolve. I watch those girls evolve so many times and like get ahead of things and like understand the landscape and and that's what you have to do it's the same it's the same with having a company i mean it's really the same with like i think any professional pursuit it's like nothing stays the same Mm -mm. so and then once something gets popular then it quickly becomes unpopular and you have to like be ahead of that like you have to see that coming it's hard but waiting for that with the podcast world oh i think we have some time it this feels, may be the point where <laughs> <laughs> it definitely feels like every every creative conference is starting to be like, ooh, po- should we should we have, yeah should we have a panel about podcasting? And I'm like, yeah. oh my. But the thing is, is it just should just be a challenge to be great and original. It, I mean, it's gonna it's a crowded landscape. It was crowded two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's so easy from a setup standpoint. So it's just the same as like a blog or you know a web business it's like this the getting in is pretty easy and then I feel like you have to do something that has some energy around it to get noticed and to grow it's just like anything else yeah it'll be good should we just do some burpees to bring the energy to this episode (laughs) that'd be cool if I burped right now (laughs) I know that's not what a burpee is but come on we'll just burp before you leave and we'll edit it I haven't really had yeah I know I don't 
I can feel that there's no gas for me to Shoot. pull from. Need like a soda, but okay, I'm not drinking soda. Oh man. Ugh. Okay, sparkling water. I'll get you some. Yeah, right. Um, all right, so you become someone that mm. is a bit n- notorious for being <laughs> open about your mental health. Yeah. How do you separate a space to care for your mental health like in your own in your mm. own needs? Like mm-hmm. you're you're being so vulnerable and sharing your journey with so many people mm-hmm. all the time, mm. even the really real stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you share every element or do you have any like no-go gen zones? Mm. I don't think I have a no-go. I mean, I feel like there are probably things I don't say, but it's not because I'm actively trying to keep it private. It's just like, I don't know if it's relevant or interesting or if it matters. Um, I think the only thing, you know, like even with Andrew and I, I mean, we were obviously going through something for a long time, but I didn't talk about that because it involved another person. Like the beauty of the one beautiful thing about um, struggling with mental illness is it really only involves you. I mean, obviously there's um, fallout for people around you, but it's like my personal experience. So I, that's mostly what I talk about. I feel like I really don't talk about my relationships with people, my friendships. I mean, I try to just avoid all of that. Not, but again, it's not because I don't want to, but I just haven't really navigated um, how to address that with the people because it's like you have to respect their feeling I mean even with my parents like I'm saying even saying like oh you know they were this way or that way like my mom will always call me and be like well what did that mean like I don't remember it that way and I like it's like I should probably (laughs) check with that you know I don't know you do you know what I mean though I totally know what you mean I think like I'm hearing you say that because your mental health is yours and it's your journey and your process you don't have to ask anyone's permission yeah just except your own and if you're fine with it and if you don't if if you don't wake up and go I just wish I had like you know a safe space that I could go that doesn't have anything to do with anyone knowing about this or if you don't need to have a person or us something that isn't you know, public for everyone to know, then, then it works. Yeah. Yeah. But there's not, but there's definitely not like a whole other aspect of my life that's not coming up. Like I, I feel like otherwise I'm pretty, pretty transparent. Yeah. I was trying to think like what, but the, I mean, what, if there's anything I'm hiding, I'm hiding it for myself too. Mm. (laughs) So, well, that's probably just a life lesson for everyone. Yeah. There might be a closet full of those. I honestly (laughs) think that I really, this is, you know, another, another episode, but I really do think that that's a really just common experience for humans. And I think that there, even with some of the episodes that I recorded, I feel Mm. like there are people who have this idea of themselves and I'm like I think I'm pretty far off I mean especially when the other day the girls told me I say from a marketing perspective all the time (laughs) and I don't recall ever saying were you in that meeting and then I was like wait what's the list of things I say like it but even just hearing that I was like and the and I say I like to move it move it all the time. And I was like, oh, my God, I do say that all the time. It's like little things like that. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, what am I doing? Like, 
who am I? Because it's you just get a little glimpse and then you're like, oh, people's relationship to me and like their idea of me is so different than my idea of myself. Yeah. And that is I can't even go there. That's way too fucking scary. Yeah. Well, and I think if we're if if I'm like posting on Instagram all the time, I'm I'm curating and I'm saying what I want to say about myself. Yeah. And I think that that affects the way I see myself and makes me think that that's how other people see me. Yeah. But I think that's not actually 100% true. I think no. it just affects my own like, oh, that's that's who I am or that's how I am. Um, so it's really interesting. I think I keep saying I want to get like an actual therapist on here and ask them about yeah. – I want to ask them lots of questions about, you know, our own – brain makeup and how social media is changing that. Ugh, I, wanna, I can't even imagine. I want to get in there. They'd probably tell you that your head's going to explode in like <laughs> 10 years because of what we have to consume every day. Uh, for real. Yeah. Um, how have you seen social media change romantic relationships? <laughs> I'm still working on that um, for myself. I, <laughs> are you on someone, Tinder? Are you on Raya? Yeah. You are? Yeah. That's awful. Is it? Sorry, Raya. Yeah. Oh, did I say it wrong? Um, Man, I'm old. No. Well, I'm older than you, so what does that make me? Um, A hot single lady in LA? I don't think it's right for me. I don't uh, get I don't get any matches. No uh, one matches with me. Uh, <laughs> Tinder seems way too scary. I I realized I'm not I don't want to use the word desperate because that I don't want it to see, seem like I feel like people that are on dating apps are desperate. But I, I personally don't feel like being alone feels okay to me too. Like it's not – there's not enough of a pull for – I don't have a pa real passion for it. Right. You're not like I've got to <laughs> I was make like this is happen. this is going to be easy? I'd love to go out on some dates but I'm not like trying to have a boyfriend and – right. It, it – Soon after getting on there, I thought this is only going to I mean, I'm still on there, but I haven't I haven't opened the app in a while. Um, soon after, I think I started feeling like I think this is going to make you feel worse, mm -hmm. not better, because mm -hmm. for me, I've always I feel like I don't produce pheromones. <laughs> I don't know how that can be translated digitally, but like guys don't like me like girls like me. But guys don't like me. I'm not the person that guys, like, seek out. I mean, I think people like me when they get to know me. But whatever that initial draw is, which I've always brought down to pheromones. Like, I feel like I have certain friends that have, like, overproduced and guys would just, like, flock to them. And it mm. wasn't like they were better looking or smarter or whatever. But anyways, I don't know how we got here. <laughs> but Have you ever sorry. dated any women? No. Um. No, I think I'm pretty hardcore hetero. Um, I don't know if women like me in that way. I just mean, I mean, I'm open if someone <laughs> likes me that way. I think I meant more like women like me as a friend. I like got, I feel I like you. no problem winning over women. Yeah. But men, whatever the point of entry is for them, I don't have it. I think I must seem <laughs> <A> weird. <vagina? laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that I have, just so we're clear. And it's doing fine. My doctor said it's like that of a 35-year-old, which I think is pretty cool. Um, that's basically because it's been shut down for like 10 years. So it's been in a garage under a tarp 
like a fine vehicle. <laughs> you don't like even a have to buy insurance on that. 65 Bel Air, just ready to be back out on the open road. Take my tarp off. Drive me. <laughs> Drive me to the sea. <laughs> That's really funny. Okay, everyone, take take Jen's tarp off. That's the pull quote of the Who day. Who wants to take my tarp off? That I'm actually going to change my Raya uh profile to who wants to take my tarp off and let's see if that works because what i've been doing does guys not like work. cars guys like cars that's what i'm saying i think you might I'm gonna find do it some today. great success i'm gonna do it today yeah i honestly think i'm just like too i'm actually i was thinking about this other night i'm actually pretty normal like i'm pretty normal in my mind, mm-hmm. this is probably where the disconnect starts. <laughs> but I think I seem much quirkier than I am. And so I think for women, that's cool. And mm-hmm. I think for guys, that is like a signal of like complication and like, do I really want to get into that mm-hmm. unless I'm a super weird guy? But I don't like super weird guys. Mm-hmm. I only like medium, like my amount of weird to normal. Yeah. Does that make any sense? I'm hearing that. Yeah. So I think that at the root of it, and then there's might be the side thing where I actually am weirder than I think I am. And I just haven't come to terms with it. Mm. I'm a medium. I have a lot of normal tendencies. I love chain restaurants. Like which one? Chili's. Really? Olive Garden. (sighs) Amazing. Houston's, which is not really a chain restaurant. Never I mean, been there's there. multiple. What? what? I don't even know what that is. Oh, it's Where so good. There's one in Pasadena. Houston's. Yeah, it's okay. expensive. I used oh. to work there when I was like 21. I was a hostess. It's delicious. Okay. So chain restaurant, Pasadena, Houston's. Maybe you there. can get sponsored by Houston's. Okay. Houston's, if you're listening. Their ribs, me. the ribs and the spinach artichoke dip. Work at it. All right. Anyways, proof I'm normal. Proof she's normal, guys. Take her tarp off <laughs> now. <laughs> oh my god, I'm changing every profile to take my tarp off. Oh my Let's god. just do it. I'll just do it for a month. Yeah, and, and then, then I'll report, report back. back, and I'll see if that maybe the fact that my song for Raya because you have to have a song is we don't have to take our clothes off to have a good time is bad. <laughs> I was kind of using it ironically, but maybe that and then like me dressed as like a unicorn rider is Mm. too much. If you want to be normal, if you want to be seen as normal. I should be more normal. Then maybe be more normal. Yeah. Maybe I should just be like pretty. Oh, you are pretty. Have some pretty pictures. You have really nice brown eyes. Mm, It's nice. They're hazel. Oh, sorry. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) They look brown. (laughs) I know. So, so, okay. So because going back to just like the OG question, um, you know, you, you were on the dating scene before social media was even a thing Yeah, where people would literally like meet in bars and meet at birthday parties. Yeah. Hated it. Hate You hated it. it. Oh, I'm telling you as a person without pheromones, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. Yeah. I want to know, like, what have you seen? Not even about your necessarily your romantic relationships, but just like what have you observed about them shift? I don't think I've done. I'm so caught up with my own romantic relationships and lack thereof that Mm. I don't think I've paid 
attention to anybody else's. I mean, other than like seeing people meet online and have it work out. But otherwise, I don't think I have noticed anything um, except for the fact that I would assume, you know, there was internet dating when I, so there were websites. So like Batch.com and then there was a site called I Christian think, Mingle. <laughs> no, I would have been on J-Date. Um, Ver, I think it was, no, Nerve. Nerve? I don't know. It was like the one if you were like an artist, you went on there instead of Match. And so, so I did that. And even on that, there were people sort of like curating who they were. So I think it's like that's probably the thing that's affecting it is that there's a lot of really weird first dates because you think you're – um, meeting one person because of the, the what they've created online and you actually meet someone else. That's actually, I think I just realized why my Raya profile doesn't work because I feel like I'm being too transparent mm. and not doing like a save face PR move mm. and then surprise and then try and lock them in on the date. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay, well, this okay. is all very revealing yeah. for you. You're going to, I mean, you're going to walk you out of here. Thank you for helping with, me. You're going to walk out of here with a whole new dating plan. It's really good. I can't wait. I, if I was <laughs> on Raya, I would look for your tarp. <laughs> Take it off. Okay. Is there anything that you wish that you hadn't revealed online in all of your years of being out there and doing your thing? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, I mean, I feel like there, there have been times that I have inadvertently either intruded upon people or alienated people, but not actively. And I feel, I hate that that happened, but I have never done it on purpose. So I don't feel bad about, like, I wouldn't take anything back per se because, I know what my motives were for doing things, but I just think like it's so it's so complicated that it it really affects people in different ways. I mean, just in the same way that like you see a bunch of people at a party and know you didn't get invited to it and then you're like, mm. and then but I'm not like mad at them, but mm. it hurts. So they didn't try and hurt me. Yeah. So I feel like I inadvertently hurt people or make people feel uncomfortable. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily say I change it because I don't know. I don't think I hurt them that bad. Mm. That's fair. Yeah. Um, speaking of seeing that you're not invited to a party. Yeah. I can't wait for people to get smart enough to know that like if they say, oh, I'm sorry, I can't come. Like I'm going to be with yeah, my mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got something. I'm like. Go off the social. Yeah. You got, yeah, You have to be on. consistent. When, when someone's like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't come. Like my mom's in town. And then you watch their story. Yeah. And you're like. That's you're that's not just with your mom. Yeah, that's social media one hundred and one. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's if you haven't figured that out, you probably should just get off the internet completely. You know, <laughs> my favorite in the world, someone that we know mm-hmm. said, "Oh, by the way, tomorrow I'm gonna be po- I'm gonna be posting some stories that I'm flying somewhere, but I'm but not. I'm not. But I'm getting. I just I said I couldn't do a job, and so I saved some plane That's footage. That's amazing. That I'm gonna post Ooh, my story. That would be like a cool thing to sell, like footage of like Today. trips or New York City or whatever, to, just so that you could evidence for your story to get out of a job. Yeah, but like I mean, I'm I don't. I'm not an advocate for lying, but no. I'm also an advocate for 
for actually like if if you're going to do something or say something or, or say you won't do something, then make sure that your social media lines up with that. And so for this person, that means that they said, oh, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't, I ha- I'm going to be in New York. And then they were like, okay, I better quickly post some yeah, footage. I love it. That's was, really smart. Like, oh my gosh. That's really smart. Um, all right. So I'm collabing with Cat Footwear for my first year of Out of Line. And one of the reasons I felt like it was a good fit for us to work together is because they're all about risk taking. Mm. And Lord knows we know a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us about a time when you took a risk creatively? creatively? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that again. Can you tell us about a time when you took a risk creatively that ended not so well? And then a different story with a happier ending. Mm. Risks are important. Obviously, we both mm. know that. But I think it's also good to remember that sometimes when you jump, you fall on the rocks. Yeah. And you get hurt. Yeah. Um, you know, Bando is probably the general answer to both of those questions. Um, and like sort of going through the very dusty pathways of my mind um, to think about like to isolate one thing on – either side is really hard for me because I feel like at this point, the amount of creative risks that are taken on an hourly basis are, it's so crazy that they stop feeling like a risk. And I mean, you know, my job is chief creative officer. So I literally just have to like put my ideas and my gut instincts out and convince other people that they're right when I actually have no idea because it's, it's, you know, subjective. Um, so I feel like there are, there are risks that we take every day and some work and some don't. It could be as simple as like us deciding what to post and then post not resonating. It could be us spending, you know, $30,000 on like a photo and video campaign that, that doesn't play out the way that you hoped. It could be a product that I thought, would be amazing and just was either too far ahead or it didn't it didn't click um, on, and then on the flip side all of those things can can also pay off so i i think there like i can't think of i think there's been a lot of small risks a lot of medium risks and a lot of large risks and they all for me connect to Bando. I mean, prior to that, I think I took creative risks too. Cause I've been in like a creative field for a really long time, but I sort of blocked out everything pre Bando. Cause it's all I think about. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I mean, and honestly, even, even what I do on my own social media is like a creative risk. Cause it's, it really is an outlet for me. I mean, it, it it's just because it's not like, beautiful and curated like it's still creativity is about creating and so like I still think about it so there's definitely been like posts that I've put that felt like this is gonna be a risk to say this like this could either go really well or really poorly and up to this point I feel like I've been pretty lucky that those have paid off and I've been able to build on that so I think it's really about probably about the numbers of like how many risks pay off versus don't because you're you absolutely have both all the time and then it's also like what you focus on which I'm very 
I'm an optimist. So I just focus on the ones that work and learn from the ones that didn't and just try not to make the same mistake twice or 20 times, depending on. (laughs) Do you, do you, you said about the numbers, do you have like a ratio in your head of around how many usually, I mean like. Oh, I think we're definitely in the black on that. Is that the term? (laughs) I never know if it's in the red or in the black. Black Red's prettier than black, but I think black, I think red is warning and black is solid ground. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think we, I mean, I feel like in order to have a successful anything, you'd have to have more payoff than not. And, um, one either way, one really big creative risk could, could do, could mean failure, Mm -hmm. like total failure Mm -hmm. or like catapult you. I don't feel like we've done anything. I mean, we're kind of a sensible group. So I feel like it's like. There are parameters around our risk taking, even if we don't pronounce them. So, I like your sensibility. Thanks. I've I've been trained. This is training. I I would definitely be doing some crazy shit, but I'm accountable now. So, <laughs> wow. Yeah, You're it's doing- okay. I did, I had that period of my life. So, <laughs> well, well done. And even knowing, even taking the risk of selling. Yeah. Those was totally to someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was totally a risk. I, I guess it's just like I it does, jumping out of a plane feels like a risk to me. Mm-hmm. But like doing things that are going to potentially further your business or help get your ideas out or whatever, I just don't categorize them as risks in my like it just feels like an opportunity. So I guess it's just like my relationship to even the vernacular is like I just doesn't I don't ever think we say like. This is really risky. I guess you just sort of know it, but you're just like. It's part of the game. It's part of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's like we're like I we're doing like a big thing at Bando this weekend. The mall. Maybe you've heard of it. I'm shooting it. <laughs> yes. But like, so that's a risk. I'm. We're taking a lot of people out of their day to day jobs to do something that is fueled creatively, but that we need to make money because we're a business and we have no idea how it will go. I mean, you know, just like everything else, when we open our doors, we hope that people show up and buy into what we're doing, but who knows if it's going to do that. But I think it's just like, as we make the decision, we all sort of just can know, okay, well that, yeah, that's just like everything else. So Mm -hmm. sweet. I love it. Thanks. What is your favorite self-care activity? Hmm. Laying in bed. <laughs> I have a lot. I actually like to vary. I, I don't do the same thing over and over again, but um, I mean, it really ranges. Laying in bed is definitely top of the list of a really comfortable bed. And I just like, there's no better feeling than laying down. What brand is it? Um, oh, Tuft and Needle. And they're really good? So good. It's like, I think like a Casper type thing, but... Um, nothing against Casper, but my parents have a Casper mattress and I have a Tuft and Needle na- mattress and they laid on mine when they were here for Thanksgiving and they were like, whoa, they like didn't want to get out of bed either. I'm actually not sure if it's not good because I am so in love with it, my bed, that sometimes it's just really hard to, yeah, detrimental. But I also, um, exercise is a new self-care I kind of have a weird relationship with exercise like I'm sort of like all in or all out um 
but I definitely feel better after I do that. Um, Reiki healing. So cool. Yeah. You love it. Love that. Don't, don't do it that much. Cause I feel like I have friends that go really often, but I feel like I just like wait till I feel like I need it. But that feels really special to do that. Wow. Do you, you have know. a favorite a favorite person to go to? Yeah, her name is Betty Reinhardt. Okay, Betty. Yeah. She's amazing. My friend introduced me to her and she's like really, really amazing. What's that experience like for you? Like, um, like let's say someone's like, I've never even done Reiki. Yeah. What do you well, think? I am a believer and I'm also very prone to the power of suggestion. So let me just say that first. Cause I feel like you can't go into any a lot of the things that I do. Um, like I have rocks in my bag, you know, it's like you can't, you you can't go into a lot of that with doubt. Like you have to sort of be open hearted and open minded. And I'm very much so when it comes to that stuff. So, um, but yeah, you go and you talk a little bit about what you're, you know, what you're trying to work on or what, what your problem is or what you want solutions for or whatever. And then, which is great because it's like a mini therapy session. And then you lay in this room and, um, she's sort of, it has to do with your chakras. And so um, you you just lay there quietly with your eyes closed and she sort of works on your chakras with a combination of like this like flower water that she uses and it's like some chanting. I mean, it, if you're not into it, it would be weird, uh, you know, but I'm like, I love stuff like that. And, and the first time I went, you know, it's like, your third eye can open, which I've had happen a lot. I had that a really crazy thing happen at the Integratron to get the sound bath. Um, but this was the first time that I just saw color, which is like exactly, you know, I was like floored because I had never, you know, normally it's like a waking dream, but this was like n- no nothing except for just different colors during different times. So that's it. And it's like, I think it's like an hour and a half. And then... You feel really good afterwards. And then sometimes you feel a little weird afterwards, but I don't know. I think it's cool. We would talk a lot about just like um, your soul versus your mind and stuff. You know, I mean, it's just like it's a lot. It's a big responsibility to try and understand. But. Yeah. No, I like I like I like weird thing. I think most of what we do. I mean, even sometimes like when I'm shooting a wedding, that's like a Catholic wedding yeah. and I go in and I'm like watching a Catholic ceremony and like, I'm not Catholic, but I'm like, I know this is something that as a society we accept as normal. Yeah. But if I walked in here and I had no idea what this was, I'd yeah. be like, this is so weird. Yeah. This is so weird. Yeah. So well, and it's just I'm into ritual. Weird. It's just rituals. Yeah. So it's like different people's rituals, but, but yeah, I mean- I, I feel like I could give you a list of like a hundred things I do to take care of myself. So, like um, it. I'm glad knowing you my limits. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm getting better. I go through phases where all I want to do is demolish myself. Um, so there's that too. But I think years ago I had a therapist who gave me permission to take care of myself and not push myself to the point of breakdown. And that's always stuck with me. And so I'm, I think like the one thing about going through a divorce has meant I have that much more time to think about myself and my feelings and how I'm doing. And I don't really have to worry about anybody else. And that's not to say that I don't worry about anybody else, but it really put me into focus. And so like, I feel like this year 
also I have a huge responsibility of running a company. So like if I'm not taking care of myself, like I could lose my job. <laughs> so I don't want to do that. Anyways. That's good. That's my short answer. Short answer. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, next time I can't think of how to take care of myself, I'm calling you. Please do. I, re- I really do have lots of ways. I only mentioned a few. I like it. Yeah. Um, what's one thing you have in common <laughs> with everyone? <laughs> but it wasn't everyone. It's with every, every single, single human on, on the, the planet. planet. Um, I literally was like racking my brain trying to think of <laughs> what it was. And then everything I came up with, I was like, no, some people don't have that. Mm-hmm. Or so, And I literally came up with skin. <laughs> Because I feel like everybody has skin. But really, I was like, I mean. That's a great answer. A soul. But then it's like, does everyone? I mean, I think they do. But I feel like there are some people that are really making me question that. Well. So. I know. But what have other people said? Well, it's actually so interesting. And I love that you said skin because everyone so far, no one said the same thing. Yeah. And I've been asking a lot of people and in a lot of times it's like that people and and sometimes I agree with them and I'm like, yeah, I can totally see that. And other times I'm like, "Mm, I don't know if I totally agree with that. So I just love it. And I think right now when we're in in a time where even as a country, like so much, everything is like versus and polarized and this side and that side and this color and that color. And I'm like, okay, well, clearly there's stuff out there that we have in common. Yeah. And what would it look like if we talked about that or even just like brought that up and and met in us even if the even if the like field is very small that yeah. we have in common yeah then like let's meet on the Start fact there. that we have yeah. skin yeah because you could literally meet with someone that like you could sit down now that you said now that you know that you could sit down with anyone that you have nothing in common with and be like how's your skin been yeah. lately <laughs> <laughs> your skin looks really nice i think i was it's good i've it's good to hear the context of the question i think that um, I was pre-law in college and I studied like a lot of logic and I really feel like I was probably canceling out other answers because I was like, but does everyone, do you have proof that everyone has that? <laughs> <laughs> did you have, did you have uh, answer option A, B, C, D? Well, I think I was just like definitely going to like an emo- like capacity to love mm. like I was going to like an emotional place but then I was like I don't know that that is that I have proof and then I was like I don't feel like I've ever heard about someone not having skin I don't I think like they could not survive. hair not like there's but pr- I mean everything else it's like optional yeah eyelashes eyeballs I guess mouths but because I, I don't think you could ha- not have a mouth yeah, I don't know. I mean, butts. even it, butts. I changed every- my answer. Butts. <laughs> How's your skin? How's your butt? How's, How's your, your butt? mouth? I mean, you could get some really interesting answers if you start with that. Yeah. How's your butt? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I yeah, I feel like I can also be in a lot of trouble. Well. Thanks for uh, coming up with skin. <laughs> I like how practical that is. It's very yeah. practical. It isn't. It isn't like too ethereal and woo woo. And we're There's, all you born, can't. We're all born looking for love. And yeah, you yeah. can't. That's cannot be proven. Can't be. I can't wanted be. my answer to be able to hold up in court. <laughs> so there you have it. Well, thanks for being here. <laughs> I hope someone lifts your tarp soon. <laughs> oh, me too.
Oh. <laughs> you have to remind me to change it. It's amazing. I definitely went into a, I don't know what happened there, but I'm glad you recorded it. It was really good. Thanks. That was awesome. You've been listening to Out of Line with Caroline Lee. Tweet me at Team Woodnote or tag me in your posts on Instagram using Out of Line Podcast and let me know what you thought of today's discussion and who you'd like to hear as a guest on Out of Line next. This episode of Out of Line was produced by me, Caroline. All sound editing, engineering, and original music composition by Jaden Lee. And a big thank you to Cat Footwear for working with Out of Line this season. Hit subscribe to get the next episode on your mobile device when it drops next week. And if you love what you heard, please whip out a review, will ya?